I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the link in the description. Ghost Maps. Entry 97. Sentosa, Singapore. I was a little on edge after my last interview. I saw, no, I thought I saw a familiar little girl. Over the last couple of days, however, I've come to the conclusion that it was probably nothing. After all, I have been pretty busy. With almost a hundred ghost maps entries under my belt, I think it's fair to say that my reputation has grown. More people than ever want to share their encounters with me. And it's not just people. Last year, I was visited by a group of spirits, reminding me to be respectful when I collect their stories. Plus, there's that organization that I consult with every once in a while. All things considered, it's amazing that I haven't experienced any hallucinations before. I smile as I sip my kopi at this coffee shop in Bedok. But then, I look up. And I see her again. There, among the crowds of this coffee shop the little girl a little girl that prior to these last few days I I haven't seen since well since my mentor died since I started ghost maps she waves at me and I'm about to jump out of my seat when Mira, my interviewee for this evening, steps in front of her. As Mira approaches my table, I realize that the little girl has vanished, suddenly, just like she did the other day. I must look frazzled. Mira asks, Are you alright? And only takes a seat after I give her a slight nod. Just a little tired, I say, forcing a smile. Nothing another copy won't fix. She still looks unconvinced, but seems to let it slide as I wave the drink stall auntie over. We start chatting once our drinks arrive. Thankfully, I'm too focused on our conversation to think about the little girl. See, Mira is an orthopedic surgeon. One of her patients is another interviewee of mine named Neil. 
I was just telling him this story during one of his appointments, Mira says. It wasn't a big deal, just a bit of conversation. After I was done though, he insisted on passing me a contact details. I continued to smile politely, encouraging her to go on while fishing out my recorder. I'm not in the best state of mind right now, despite the hopefully convincing front I'm putting up. So, while I still have my wits about me, I ask Mira to start from the beginning. It was 2006, and Mira was 11. Her family, herself, her little sister Preeti, and their mom and dad had an annual year-end holiday tradition. It was something that we'd done since I was... God, I don't know when. Since I was five, if I had to guess, Mira says. Mira's family would spend a couple of days at a resort or hotel in Sentosa with their friends, the Chews. The Chews were Mira's dad's friend, Edgar, as well as his two kids. The oldest of the two, Cynthia, was just a year younger than Mira. And then there was Jonathan. Ugh, Jonathan, Mira says. Jonathan was Preeti's age, nine years old at the time. Mira explains that she and Preeti loved hanging out with Cynthia. The three of them would always have fun along Siloso Beach, building sandcastles, playing catch, and seeing who could swim out the furthest. But Jonathan was always spoiling their fun, kicking sand in their faces, trying to rub his nose pickings on them, and one time even pushing Preeti to the ground. I know we were just kids. Plus, Mr. Chu probably didn't have it easy, being a single parent and all, Mira says. But I still get annoyed thinking about Jonathan. He was always starting trouble. This year wasn't any different, except that the consequences were far greater than just a ruined day at the beach. On the second night of their stay, Mira's parents and Mr. Chu were going out for dinner. They left Mira and Cynthia in charge. You're both old enough to look after Preeti and Jonathan, Mira's mother had said. And for most of that night, Mira felt like her and Cynthia really did have everything under control. The kids ordered room service they watched movies, they even played board games. But at some point during the night, somehow, Jonathan snuck out. I had never been so stressed, Mira tells me. As panicked as she was though, it was nothing compared to Cynthia. Mira's friend looked like she was on the verge of a meltdown. She was quietly sobbing and couldn't speak. Thank God for Preeti though, Mira says. 
her younger sister stepped up and offered to stay with Cynthia while Mira went out looking for Jonathan. She searched the resort grounds at first, but figured that Jonathan would be too bored with the brightly lit lobby and corridors. Plus, he wouldn't want to risk getting caught by his father and Mira's parents. So, she made her way out. First to the beach, then towards an area with more trees. Bear in mind, I was 11 at the time, and it was close to 9pm. Mira says, I don't care how developed Sentosa was, I was shaking the whole time, and not because it was a cold night. Eventually, she found Jonathan, laughing to himself as he ran among the trees and flashed the light into the canopies. Mira can't remember what exactly she screamed at him. She knows for certain that her voice cracked, while tears of relief and anger flowed down her face. Despite the trouble he was in though, Jonathan refused to go back with Mira. He kept saying he was chasing a big bird. Mira says, her voice going quieter. Soon enough, she managed to drag him back to the resort. But that's where the real problem began. When she opened the door to their room, she was greeted by Preeti. Her younger sister looked concerned. There's something wrong with Cynthia, she whispered. Mira walked over to where Cynthia was sitting on one of the beds. She didn't think anything was wrong at first. Her friend was sitting cross-legged, rocking back and forth. I assume she was still having a meltdown, Mira says. But when Jonathan came into view, Cynthia didn't snap out of a trance. Instead, she kept muttering to herself. Mira couldn't make out what she was saying. But I swear... I swear, I thought I heard more than one voice coming out of her, she says. Thankfully, their parents arrived back moments later. Mr. Chu looked mortified. Not again. Mira thought she heard him say, but isn't entirely sure. Mira's mother, however, leapt into action almost immediately. She ordered Mr. Chu to take Cynthia into his arms and follow her, while Mira's dad looked after the rest of them. Mira doesn't know where they went. Her mother refused to tell them. The following afternoon, their father checked out of their room two days earlier than they had planned. 
together with Mira, Priti, and Jonathan. He met Mira's mom at Harbourfront. Mr. Chu and Cynthia were there as well. Cynthia couldn't remember what had happened. She thought she'd fallen sick, Mira says. She didn't even remember Jonathan sneaking out. Mira wanted to tell her the truth, but her mother shushed her. The two families went home after an uncomfortably silent lunch. And Mira never saw Cynthia again. My folks barred me from even calling the Jews, Mira says. They told me that it was for our own protection. Mira thinks she understands their reasoning. I hope they at least kept in touch with Mr. Chu, though, she adds, before looking up past me and waving. She smiles and tells me there's someone here to see me. I feel panic grip my chest. For a second, I think it's the little girl again. But I turn around and see Neil walking over. When I told him we were meeting, he said he wanted to come by and say hi. And maybe even catch up if you didn't have any other interviews tonight. Mira says. I tell her that I'm free for the rest of the evening and thank her for her story just as Neil pulls up a chair at our table. Neil asks how I'm doing. Maybe it's because after all this time, after several interviews, I actually have started to consider Neil a friend. Or maybe it's because I'm just frazzled. But I tell Neil the truth. I tell him about the little girl. He looks shocked, but not for the reason I thought. I wanted to catch up with you today because, weirdly enough, I actually had a, had a dream about you the other night, he says. And in that dream, there was a Little girl too. <laughs> if you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media. You can also be one of our supporters on Patreon. Look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps is a Huntu production created by Kyle Ong and Wayne Ray with art direction by Jolene Lim and recorded on Audio-Technica mics. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.